This episode is brought to you in part by Thomas Nelson, publisher of Now and Not Yet. Pressing in when you're waiting, wanting, and restless for more. Written and narrated by best-selling author Ruth Cho Simons and is available everywhere audiobooks are sold. Welcome back to the Build a Better Us podcast. The president of Build a Better Us, B.J. Thompson, and licensed therapist John J.P. Parker are about to discuss spiritual, relational, and personal development from a refreshing perspective. Be sure to stay tuned to the end to find out how you can become a part of the BBU Nation. But for now, we hope you enjoyed this conversation with BJ and JP. Hello, everybody. I'm John Parker. And I'm BJ Thompson. And this is the Build a Better Us podcast. Today, we're talking about marathon mindset. We're living in a culture where people just give up way too soon. They just quit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They just throw their hands up. BJ, sir, give, give, give me some background on how you're feeling about this whole uh, marathon mindset, man, before I, before I start going there. Yeah. So, so one of the things I love about what you're saying is that, man, we have created, and actually our parents created a generation of eighth place participation trophies, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So you just show up to the ball game. You lost in a very dramatic way, uh-huh. but we're going to give you a trophy for eighth place. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And and so what it says is like, we don't want you to quit. We're just happy that you're here. Mm-hmm. And I think what's happened with us in a lot of ways is we've kind of grown with this culture of participation. And when things get somewhat difficult, we end up quitting. Uh, we were mentioning offline the story that I read in this book called Think and Grow Rich. And essentially, they talk about this guy during the gold rush who goes to California, buys this equipment, maps it out, and then begins to dig for gold. If you know anything about gold, gold is extremely valuable. And if you find gold, you can be wealthy, 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 mm-hmm. right? So he goes through all these motions, ends up doing it for months, and finds little to nothing, um, and just quits. Mm. Ends up quitting, just believes like, man, you know, I went through all this time, I borrowed all this money, and it was not a worthy investment. Mm-hmm. So he sells his equipment to a guy who bought it out for a couple of hundred dollars, and then that guy goes, meets with a um, an architect or uh, I guess a geologist, I don't know who, checks the ground yeah. and found out that this guy had essentially stopped three feet of finding the gold. Wow. So they dig out. This is a true story. <laughs> nah, bro, don't do they it. They go and they dig three feet uh-huh. and strike it big with gold, right? Uh-huh. And here was the point that the author was trying to communicate in that moment. Whatever you do, don't quit too early because you may miss out on a large payout, mm. right? Mm-hmm. And I think that what I feel and what I sense in our generation is that sometimes you, know, you need to take your ball, get your ball and take it home, mm. right? Mm-hmm. But there are other situations that you need to not quit too early. Otherwise, you will miss out on something extremely valuable. Mm. So yeah, what, what are some times, JP, where... Maybe you feel like, man, I, I quit a little too early and I wish I would not have in that moment. Go ahead. Well, the example I won't use of myself this time, but I think it's a popular <laughs> a popular meme that we probably all seen at one point in time. 
Have you seen that meme where it's Beyonce at the prom? And no, no. So it's like it's 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 like a I think it's like a four corner meme where it's like four different photos in one meme. But you have this guy that Beyonce was dating like in high school oh, or something like that. Oh, I've seen that joint. Go ahead. <laughs> I've seen it. Go ahead. Go so ahead. I've seen like, that joint. Like, like when I look at that, and it, it it says it's you know you don't even you don't even have to have words to that you just you just see the pictures and you're like yo this guy doing the towel a little too soon you know what I mean like whatever Beyonce mm. had going on at that time maybe she still was finding herself she was finding her voice in life maybe she wasn't giving it up maybe you know what I'm saying maybe it was something she was holding on to the chastity and old oh boy wasn't feeling that because all these other girls was giving it up and so when he went off chasing waterfalls he was like hey Beyonce. I'm going to let you live your life. But the idea is that there was probably something <laughs> going on to where he thought that, yo, the grass is greener somewhere else. I might be, you know, be able to do what I'm doing on this side of town. And Beyonce just ain't it. And he took the biggest L probably of, of the century in not deciding to follow through and continuing the relationship and fighting the good fight to win Beyonce's Goodness gracious. He took the L of the millennia. Bruh, I'm saying... Um, yeah, you, you talking about giving up too early? Yeah. That brother gave up way too early in Bruh. the situation. They were still warming yeah. up. He ain't even started yet. You know what I'm saying? He just he just got out the locker room, was like, you know what? Nah, I'm going back to the locker room. That is funny. Yeah, so I, I would say in my own life, giving up too early, when I think about giving up too early, just by way of example, that tell you about a time when I was running track and running cross country. <laughs> and we were, and I was running around the track uh -huh. for, and I did the 3,200. Tell you about this. <laughs> nah, bro. I oh, man, this is terrible. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm playing sports and I'm running track. And because my coach can't find out, can't figure out what race I run, <laughs> they decided to put me in a 3,200. So okay. I don't know if you know about the 3,200. It's several, several laps around. I think it, I want to say it's eight laps around. Ooh. The track, the actual track, mm, mm. <laughs> around a four hundred meter track, mm, mm. right? And I'm running this race, and bro, the first lap I sprint, mm. I'm running full throttle. Wow! Okay, I'm beating everybody on the track. Nobody's okay? telling you to slow down. Nobody's looking at you crazy. Nah, they not nah, waving. Nah, 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 nah. I'm killing, and I'm leaning into curves. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm putting my cleat up. My legs is up high. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm feeling great about myself because I'm leading the pack. Yeah. Well, we get to <laughs> this. This is a true story, too. We get to the second lap. Oh, boy. Right? Yeah. And I realized, like, oh, shoot, I got seven more of these. <laughs> right. So, bro, like, this is a true story. Like, I literally start slowing down and everybody else starts to speed up. And so I went from. You know, slowing down to kind of a you know a slower jog, to a slow jog to a walk, mm. right? Mm. Yep. And finally, man, I was so exhausted. Lap three, lap mm -hmm. four. Yeah, I ended up walking off the field. <laughs> right, EQ. Yep. And this is this is what I realized. We talking about like not quitting the marathon. I yep. realized this. That I was ready for the sprint, not for the marathon. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That I hadn't even prepared myself for a marathon. I I thought as long as I showed up that day and wore the track suit and looked like I was ready to go, that I'd be ready to go. 
And the truth of the matter was, I hadn't even practiced for the long haul. Therefore, listen to this, there was no way I would ever complete or place or win a race like that. Talk to us about how you see people quitting too early in the world and not even being able to compete around things that they really desire to compete in, JP. Yeah. The biggest thing that I've seen, or a big thing, I won't say the biggest thing, going for shock value, right? Like hot take. But the big thing I've seen is that people aren't prepared, like you're saying, to even know what it means to engage in the marathon. Like they don't even have a clue. Mm. Like you at least, at least, I mean, you had people around you, like coaches that should have known better, but maybe they were like, okay, we can push him. Or maybe this is an opportunity for him to show Bruh, something different. I don't know what they were thinking. They were just, letting, they were just I, trying to see what's going to happen, bro. Go ahead. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But like sometimes we don't even have people or or mentors or life coaches or anybody in our corner that even can help us recognize like, hey, this is too much for you or this isn't mm. what you should be doing or whatever the case may be. So we don't even know that we're not even prepared. And what I'm finding is a lot of people, you know, when they say adulting, like I'm not adulting, right? Like people are doing a lot of things and engaging in a lot of things and not even knowing that they don't know that this isn't something they should be doing. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So I think what happens is, long story short, is when we're thinking about marathons, people get ahead of themselves not even realizing that they are not equipped, they're not trained, they haven't been training, and they're not going to – they're doing themselves no favors. You know what I'm saying mm. by doing this? And and I'll use another running illustration for myself. So one year I decided to do this 7K with no training. Like I'm an athlete. I hoop all the time. I do this. I do that. I play softball, blah, blah, blah. And so I, I'm doing like these seven-minute miles, seven-and-a-half-minute miles. So I'm thinking I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I'm killing it. I get to about the 5K mark, and I just feel like my hip's about to fall off my body. I literally feel like my hip is about to just fall off, like it's done. Like my hip is going to somehow come through my skin, fall off on an, fall off next to me, and my knees just start to feel like, hey, like it's jelly down there, right? I end up finishing a race, and it was funny enough, I was pretty close to like passing like a mark and getting like a trophy, like in my age group and all that other stuff, right? But the problem is I didn't prepare. I didn't seek any guidance on what I should be doing for this. My arrogance led me to believe that I was, because I was an athlete and I played basketball, that what's a, what's a 7K? You know what I'm saying? And so I wasn't prepared. I wasn't ready. I wasn't equipped. And I didn't even seek any guidance. So what I'm saying is when we're talking about marathon mindset and how people are failing, the first steps of even knowing what to do, how to do, who they should talk to, which direction they should go in, it sets them up for failure so that when they're like you, when it comes to lap three and four, Come and on, they, bro. You going to set up my it. pain? I'm just saying. You going to do my pain? Go ahead. I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm hurting. I, bro, I told you that. In confidence, <laughs> right? Okay, go ahead. Look, be a little bit more too, gentle though. with my pain. Go ahead. It's me too. So you you quit. I kept going, but then I ruined myself forever. Like, I feel like to this day, I'm trying to train for this half marathon now, and I can't get past 13K without my knees and my hip hurting, probably because I overdid it that time that I didn't train, you know? So there's two ends. There's one end where you're not equipped, you're not ready, and you do it, and you hurt yourself, which is me. And then there's you, you're not equipped, you're not ready, you're not trained, and you just have to quit. Either way, mm. it's a fail. You know what I'm saying? On both ends. Now, that's, that's a really good thought, is that, man, we are not ready for the long call. Right. I mean, I cannot tell you the amount of people who get married, who tell me they want to get married, 
and they haven't processed what marriage or relationships over the mm. long haul mean. Right, right. I can't tell you how many people who say they want to pursue their passion and their dream, and they start out really good, but they haven't even considered what it means to pursue their dream over the long haul. I can't tell you how many times people desire to have children and to raise them and to have someone with their last name. Mm. And then once they get into a situation of difficulty, they fall apart because they did not realize how serious it was to be imparting wisdom into another human being. I can't tell you the amount of people who want significant friendships over their adulting career or lifetime, Mm -hmm. only to realize that it takes extreme sacrifices and work, significant sacrifices. I mean, it's significant effort in order to keep those friendships healthy. Um, I can't tell you about people who want to be a part of a faith journey, find themselves in a situation where the circumstances of life change and they're not willing to pivot. I think that we're raising a generation that quits too early because they live in a sense of idealism, right? If it feels painful, then I guess it must not be good. And I actually think that is a wrong thinking, that if we are equating the pain of refinement with a sign that it's time to leave, we are doomed to create immature outcome. This episode is brought to you in part by Beyond Ordinary Women Ministries, which prepares Christian women for leadership at Bow. We believe that every woman is a leader because she influences someone. So, whom do you influence? Do you mentor a woman, serve in the workplace, or do you lead a small group, teach the Bible, or even lead an entire ministry? No matter who or how many you influence, our free online resources will help equip you. Our videos, podcast episodes, and articles from experienced women leaders will encourage you and perfect your leadership skills. They offer wisdom for dealing with ministry pitfalls, current biblical issues, health for your own soul, and insights for shepherding others well. In addition, Bow offers Bible studies designed to connect women of multiple generations. They provide a challenge to both women new to the Bible and those wanting to dig deeper. Be our guest and browse all of our free resources and low-cost Bible studies at beyondordinarywomen.org. What do you think about that, JP? And just this idea of I'm quitting because I feel a little way about it. Go ahead. Yo, so let me tell you. So right now, I just mentioned I'm training for this half marathon. Bro, like I, and I guess because I'm a little old school, like I feel like I'm not an OG yet or nothing like that. But like, I come from an era where my friend playing football dislocated his shoulder. And I think I mentioned this before. And the coach was like, walk it off. You know what I'm saying? Like playing football. Rust out. Bro, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we rust out. We don't wear out. Go ahead, hey, bro. Hey, too soon. I, I know about that. Too soon. Uh-huh. Too Go soon. Ahead. So, so he, he knocks his shoulder out of place. The coach says, walk it off. No ice, no nothing. Just walk it off, right? I'm training for this marathon, and I'm having some just stuff. Like, I had to get, you know, sh- you know, stability shoes. I had to see a podiatrist. I got these insoles. I got all this stuff going on. And when I hurt, bro, I want to run more. When I'm in pain, yeah. I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I get to the point where, like, yo, like, I'm just going to run this sword and out. 
Like I went on a run today and I'm like, bro, like I'm already cramping. Like, I don't know what was going on. If I drunk too much water or whatever, but like, bro, I'm about to run this cramp out. I'm not about to stop. Like I got a goal in mind. And exactly what you're saying is a problem. Like, yo, we have a generation that's coming up or people, even older people who have gotten to a place of passivity in their lives or they're afraid or they're scared or they failed or whatever has happened. And when pain comes, it reminds them of some time they failed in the past or reminds them of a time where they should have done. And the first thing that comes to their mind is give up. And that's a problem, man. Like we need to be the generation now. We need to keep moving where it's like, yo, I feel the pain and I'm I'm, I'm going to work through this. All right, now I'm, I'm thirsty. Well, I should have brought some water with me, but I'm going to run, I'm going to run, I'm going to run, and I'm going to keep going. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my toes hurt. Oh, my, you know, like we can make excuses and quit or we can work through it. Now, it's one thing where it's like, yo, you're physically going to cause yourself harm and you're going to die. It's another thing where it's either in your mind or your spirit is low or you don't have the right people around you cheering you on. But, bro, like it's it's we're in an insane place, bro, where it's just like, all right, that's enough. I'm tapping out. Yeah. You know what's funny? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say it may tap in back to this whole like participation trophy because remember, you're in eighth place and you guys aren't going to get a trophy if it's not for participation trophy. But you have people cheering you on and saying, you, that's my baby. That's my baby. That's my baby. And when you become an adult and you're in the real world and you don't have nobody saying, that's my baby. That's my baby. That's my baby. Come on, JP. I'm just saying. So anyway, I'm off that pedestal. I'm off that soapbox. No, 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 no. Listen, I love it. I'm going to tell you why I love it. I think that in so many ways, we have just accepted that as the new norm. Mm-hmm. That we say it's okay just to give up, even with this idea of toxic friendship. Man, I'm all about making the changes that you need to make in your friendship because they're not healthy. But I also recognize that there are seasons of challenge within friendships and relationships that are necessary for your refinement, right? Yeah. Yes. And so yeah. if you give up too early, you will not gain the outcome you truly desire. Listen, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not about the destination. It's about the progress, the process, and the person you become along the way. Yeah. And so, you know, when when you give up too early, you may end up missing out on something that is extremely important for your maturation. I'll give you an example. Right? Cooking. Mm-hmm. You know, you cook this amazing meal. And you take the food out the out the oven too early, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You may think like, "Yo, this is just mushy. This is garbage. I can't believe I did it. I can't believe this tastes like this. You know, it's runny. It's all these different things." Well, if you would have read the direction, <laughs> you would have known that yep. that that dish doesn't cook for ten minutes. It cooks for thirty. Right. Yeah. And it's time in the oven that allows for it to to gain the desired outcome. See, I think we want quick outcomes. Back to that. We want to become entrepreneurs overnight. Yep, yep, yep. Right? We want to become emotionally healthy overnight. Yeah, yeah. We want to be in great friendships overnight. And the problem with that is that's not how that works. Right? And so you're taking out. You wonder why it's so runny. You wonder why the way you experience relationships doesn't lead to your best life and couples goals. You wonder why the situation, because listen, you're not willing to endure the pain of the process. Mm-hmm. And yep. because you're not willing to endure the pain of the process itself, 
you will never see the progress that comes along with being patient and going through the motions by faith. What would you say, what do you see in your clients in terms of this marathon mindset? And how do you see them either self-sabotaging or, you know, being successful in the areas of marathon mindset? Yeah. We'll do both. Yeah. Okay. Remind me, I'm going to start with the avoiding, right? So what I see often is people when it comes to failing and not having the marathon mindset is the avoidance of pain, the avoidance mm. of like what we're saying, right? The avoidance of problems, the avoidance of, of, of failure. And it's on a level to where, and I may have mentioned this before on one of our podcasts, but I'm just going to take a level of relationships, right? Um, You'll have people, and it happens in both males and females. So I don't want people to think that you know it's this is a gender yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you're but, not sexist, bro. Listen, right, right. You're not, not trying today. to be sexist. Not today, Satan. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Get you behind me. <laughs> Sexism under my feet. Um, <laughs> so basically, like you'll see where people have past wounds, past hurts, and they don't want to feel those feelings anymore. So they'll self sabotage. They'll 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 abort mission too soon. They'll come up with reasons to not answer that call or to not to pursue that girl or to, to, you know, throw in a towel. And it's oh, all. Ghosting. Say that again. You say ghosting. You yeah, say ghost. be ghosting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ghosting. Okay. Instead of them Go getting ahead. ghosted on, they be, they, they're the ghosts, right? They're the ghosts. And it's just like, it acts as a defense mechanism so that, oh, okay, well, instead of me getting hurt, I'll hurt the other person. You know what I mean? And it may not be a conscious thing, but the idea it's, it's what happens. And so, because people haven't been built for the long haul, Right. Mm. Or, or they haven't put in the work before or because they're trying to avoid a feeling, a hurt, a pain. They just give up and give in. And that becomes that becomes the trajectory of their life. So you Good. miss out on relationships. You don't apply for jobs. You don't apply for, you know, even if you have the job, you don't apply for the uh, for the promotion. All because of the fact that the matter is you've been hurt before. or You've been disappointed before. You didn't get the results that you wanted. So you don't even try. You know, or you don't even want to put in the effort. And that's that's where I see a lot of people failing. You know what I mean? And it's just like where I come from, we had this 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 term called pull up the slack. And say BJ, we were, you know, in college together and he was hollering at a girl. And I'm just like, bro, BJ, you've been hollering at this girl for three weeks and you ain't even got the number yet, bro. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up the slack. I'm gonna pull up that slack for you. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go ahead and do that. And I'm gonna do it for myself though. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like I, I see I'd seen too many people lose out in life because. They were afraid to shoot their shot, or they shot the shot too late. Or Woo, they, you know, let's go, JP. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, man. Or, go or, ahead, or whatever, you man. You blessing somebody right now. Somebody's gonna be blessed from hey, this, this conversation. Go ahead, bro. I'm just saying, like, shoot your shot. You go ahead. You can't be afraid. And I, I was telling somebody literally today. I was like, you cannot be afraid of feeling a feeling. You have to be extremely vulnerable when it comes to pursuing a relationship with somebody. It doesn't matter what your past is. It doesn't matter what you're hoping to get or what you've seen in somebody else's relationship. You have to know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I know a dude who was like 50 years old and found out that his oldest son wasn't his kid. And this is way past 18 mm. years. This is way past, you know, a blood test at five years old. You raised this man all of your life, all of his life, and half of your adult life, only to find out that your wife cheated on you way back in the day and allowed you to raise this kid to be a man and have his own kids, believing that you're this kid's father, this man's father. Uh. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a level of, like, hurt. That's a level of, like, 
what has happened to my life that I can't even understand. And I told the person today, like, you have to be willing to feel that the weight of that. Like, you have to go into a relationship knowing mm-hmm. that someday this can happen. You don't dwell on that. You don't, you know what I'm saying? You don't let that be a thing that plagues the back of your mind, but you have to be that willing to be hurt in a relationship in order for a relationship to be successful. Good. So what I'm hearing you say to us is that sometimes we have to allow for things that create discomfort in order for us to get to where we're trying to go. Yep. And we have to be prepared for that going into it. And you know what's hard about it, JP? I'm telling you, I see it every day now. We are telling people it's okay to run from discomfort. Yeah. And I'm saying, no, don't run from discomfort. Yeah. Yeah. That's a part of refinement. You remember the Matrix when he said, uh, ow, my eyes are hurting? Mm-hmm. Because after he was birthed out of that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of that big sack. Yeah. And then you remember what Morpheus said to him? He said, why are my eyes hurting? He said, because you've never used them before. Come on. Right? Come on. I think that sometimes the pain that we're associating with a signal to give up is simply the pain of the newness of we've never done something before. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. We never courted a girl like that or a guy like that. We've never had a healthy sense of financial responsibility. We've never been in a situation. We've never used those muscles. Therefore, it feels weird. It feels weird to talk like that. It feels weird to look at your diet and your approach to food and say, I will not eat dairy because dairy is not healthy to me or helpful for my body. Therefore, I'm going to remove it. And then when you feel the twinge to say, I have to add cheese, you feel extremely uncomfortable, right? Yep. And so I want to make sure that our listener knows it's okay to be uncomfortable. Yes. Right? Yes. And sometimes you you need But that is the point is that we're trying to pad our lives with comfort. And that comfort will consistently keep us in places of being emote and not reaching the things that we truly desire. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example with me. I'll give you a personal example. So we're talking clients. I'll give me. So I'm working on some projects, one of them being just, man, a really serious entrepreneur building a great business. And man, I can't tell you the amount of days I wake up and it is extremely challenging to build this business. There's a lot of emotional attention that comes from being a person who's building a significant business Mm -hmm. that's profitable, right? Like if you're not making money, it's just a hobby, not a business. (laughs) It's for fun. It's for fun, right? And so what I realized is, I'm like, man, why do I feel so groggy? Why do I feel so weird? Why I feel like this? And I have to realize, yo, I've just never done it before. Mm-hmm. Right? I've lived my whole life as a consumer. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And now that I'm switching over and becoming a producer, it feels funny to wake up every single day and to operate like a producer. Mm. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so if I were to allow that discomfort to discourage me, I would actually be working against my own interest. Mm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And this is what I want the audience to hear. Too often times we give up too early, just like the guy I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. And we give up not because we don't have good advice, but because we feel some form of discomfort. Mm. And whether we know it or not, we are operating against our very own desires, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I would say is, it's okay to feel discomfort. 
it's okay to realize, man, you know what? This relationship is challenging. I've been married for 17 years this year. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that marriage, having a healthy marriage is uncomfortable over, you know, decades at a time. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because again, most of us haven't been in a healthy boyfriend-girlfriend relationship for more than a few months. <laughs> yeah. Let alone be in a healthy marriage for decades. JP, I have been with my wife for 19 years. I can't do it. I mean, yes, I can't wait to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. So listen, when I feel discomfort, instead of associating that discomfort with a signal to go, I need to associate the discomfort with two things, either necessary refinement or necessary introspection. What do you think? Give us some application, man, how people can get through the knee-jerk reaction to quit when they feel discomfort in it. Yeah. What what are some applications? What's some things you would say people could do in order to not quit too early and avoid the marathon? What do you think? Say you want to start a business, right? Okay. You're still working your nine to five. You're still trying to figure out what you're trying to do. You have to get into the habit of being an entrepreneur. So you okay. go out, you go to meet and greets, right? You go to mm. mixers, you go to events where you have to practice selling yourself, talking to people, getting to know people, Shaking hands, kissing babies. Like you said, you have to start to do things to kind of put you in the mode and the mindset of being what it is you're trying to become. Mm. Right? I don't think people understand the necessity sometimes of like, yeah, you might have a good idea. You might think that works. But if you're not ready, you're failing yourself. So you need to get ready. You need to get yourself into a place where you can go ahead and run that marathon because owning your own business, being an entrepreneur is not a sprint type of situation. No, it is not. Right. I can tell you that firsthand. Go ahead, JP. So if you have no experience on what it means to be like on time or to deliver something on time or to be committed or to know how to talk to somebody, to know how to close a deal, to know how to seal a deal, you need to put yourself in situations where you have to do those things. And so that might involve like, all right, let me start planning, you know, hey, let me meet somebody and then plan a lunch with them or plan a coffee with them or whatever the case may be so that I can talk to them, so that I can pick their brain, so that I can understand how business works. So, you know, just just I can go on and on with that. But just the idea that, hey, let me put myself in a space to where I have to get out of my comfort zone. I have to learn how to do what it is that I'm trying to do before I strike out and have to learn on the job or on the, you know, while you're doing your own business. Let me learn the ins and outs before I jump into it so that I'll have this thing under my belt. Same thing for relationships. Hey, I don't know how to like not self-sabotage when it comes to dating women. So let me intentionally be friends with women, not because I'm trying to, you know, be the church bachelor, but I'm just trying to be the guy that like, hey, like, I know how to deal with the opposite sex. I know how to be a friend to a woman. I know how to be a listening ear. I know how to be a gentleman. I know how to so Good. on and so on and so on, right? Before you start out here shooting yourself in the foot, before you start saying dumb things, before you start doing things you shouldn't do, get used to being friends with someone. You know what I'm, mm. you know what I'm saying? So I think whatever your goal is, right? We don't have anybody telling us right now what their goals are, but whatever your goal is, you need to get into the habit of practicing getting to that place so that when you finally decide, all right, I want to do this. I want to start this job. I want to start this business. I want to start dating well. I want to start doing whatever. I want to start saving well. I want to start having a better diet. I want to start practicing these things that I say I'm going to practice every year. My New Year's resolution. Start working yourself up to that. Right? Does that make sense? Good. Like it's a it's no. A it, it, it it does. No, that's a that's a great perspective. Yeah, I was gonna say one of my. I don't know if you heard me say this before. Don't take money advice from a poor person. Yeah. 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 Right. 
And what I mean by that is this, is not to de- discourage poor people, but it's to say, I'm only taking advice in the process from people who have succeeded in the areas that I desire to succeed, right? Right. And so one of the ways that you can avoid even the temptation of quitting too early is by surrounding yourself with people who are actually doing the thing you desire, right? So they can say to you, when you say, this is a sign to quit, they can then say to you, no, that's a sign of progress, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's so important for us to have people who've gone along in this journey, who've overcome the obstacles, who've grown a business from nothing, who've been in a situation so that we are not guessing our way into the next phases. We're using wisdom and expertise in order to know if something is actually wrong, right? So this is why people go to see medical physicians mm-hmm. is they want to know is that twinge in their back uh a you know a ruptured disc or a uh, an inflamed disc yeah or is that just because I'm not stretching well right, right? yeah and yeah. so part of the other piece of it is the wisdom piece of it is we have to stop making it up as we go JP I think we love making <laughs> it up as we go right we love yeah you know creating these things and guessing it at it here's the here's the problem with that though you will not guess your way into maturity. Yeah, that's it. Maturity is something that is learned through wisdom, not through intuition. And the more you realize, man, I need to learn through wisdom, the more you will ask questions, the more you pursue insight, the more you pursue knowledge, so that when you hear your brain say to quit, you can then say back to your brain, no, this is a part of the process of what it means in order for me to get to where I'm going. Yeah. Any last thoughts? What, what's some last thoughts you may have when you go, man, if I could share this with y'all about not quitting too early or marathon mindset, what is any other last thing you go, man, I feel like if, if you saw this, this would be helpful. Just making sure that you don't journey alone. Mm. I think in the marathon, people undervalue what it means to have someone in, in, in close proximity to you. Uh, and even more so than proximity, but just being on the same page, right? Being being committed, being there for you for the long haul. It's like, think of it like, you know, a uh, personal trainer. You know, they're going to be in a year. One more push-up, one more sit-up, one more rep, one more blah, blah, blah. And not having people that are just going to be like, hey, man, well, you tried. Oh, well, you know, uh, better mm. luck next time. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's my baby. It's okay. You know, you really, 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 if you're trying to train and get your place, if, you, if you're trying to do this marathon thing and not be the sprint guy, not give up on the third lap, you got right. to have a coach that's like, yo, hey, you need to slow it up. All right, now you speed it up. Oh, okay, hit the corner. You know, you really want to have a good, successful coach, a mentor, a therapist, all of those good things, a friend um, that's in your life that's going to help you see things from a distance that's going to help you be in the trenches and that's going to really be able to encourage you because this is this marathon mindset is not something uh, that you want to take on on your own good good the very last thing i'll say is this is that you have to be consistent and be okay with it not working out in the first place right i I think we're just we're growing to a place where we think everything needs to work the first time and that's not true You know, they talk about how when Kobe Bryant was getting ready, one of the greatest players of all time, and we don't say that enough. We need to say that more 
that Kobe Bryant was one of is one of the greatest players of all time, right? Um, not just LeBron, not just MJ, Kobe Bryant, right? But but what they talk about in his ethic is Kobe would go to the gym and shoot and shoot and shoot. And what you would imagine is this, is then all the times that he made it during the game, as many times as he made it, I'm sure he missed during practice. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I think because we are creating this instant culture of change and growth and all these things, we don't put out one video. We don't put out one song. We think everything has to be a hit. And we struggle with this idea of perfectionism. And it leads us to believe that we are not enough or the thing that we're doing isn't worth it simply because we haven't put in enough time through failure and through repetition, despite the fact that there is not an immediate outcome. So what I would say is look for the long term, not for the immediate and refine your processes, refine yourself through the process of consistency, not through the assumption that it'll all just work itself out in the moment. So if someone needs some extra help, what what can they do? Tell us what they can do if they need a little extra help, because this is a very serious side. What's something that that you can do if you need some extra help? The best thing I can think of, man, is to go to that buildabetterus.com and find you a life coach. That's right. Pretty simple process. You literally just go to the website and click on somebody that's face that, that seems warm and inviting. You know what I'm saying? You just, you just just read the bio and say, hey, this coach looks like the coach that I need in my life right now. Yeah. Visit buildabetterus.com and click get involved and find your life coach. I'm sure a life coach would love to work with you. Also, if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you leave us a review and please share your favorite episode online. Um, we'd love to hear what is one of your favorite episodes and then share it with your friends. Rate and review and share this podcast with others if it's helpful for you. Because our job is to help you become a better you so that we can become a better us. Thank you for tuning in to the Build a Better Us podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever podcasts are played. You too can become a part of the BBU Nation today by continuing these discussions on social media. Be sure to go like our Facebook page, follow us on Twitter at Build a Better Us, and on Instagram at BBU Social. To keep up with other exciting events and resources, visit our website at buildabetterus.com. On behalf of the entire BBU team, we'll see you next time on the Build a Better Us podcast. This episode was brought to you in part by the Better Samaritan podcast, where Jamie Ayton and Kent Annan discuss everything from simple acts of kindness to complex humanitarian challenges with their guests. Want to learn how to faithfully do good better? Find insights at The Better Samaritan.